<laughs> Alright, well, hello, Ashley. Oh, hello, Laura. We are here today to talk about Survivor Season 20, Episode 10. I'm, I'm starting this out weird because Ashley and I just had a big rant session about our personal lives. Yeah, sorry I guys. Was... We normally include some of our chit, our chit chat in the beginning, but you don't know any of these people. None of this was suitable for air. Yeah. And this, this is sounding really shady, and I guess maybe it was, but it was nothing bad. It was just like, you know, just chit chatting. Yeah, just just catching up, just catching. Also, up. look about our bod- body ail- bodily ailments. So. Yeah, you you guys don't want to hear about those either. No. Um, but welcome to Idle Chatter. If you're new to the show, typically we recap live episodes of Survivor when they come out on Wednesday nights in this extended hiatus. We've been rewatching some old faves, and right now we're working our way through heroes versus villains. And like I mentioned, we are here to talk about episode ten. We're almost to the end of this thing. This episode is called Going Down in Flames. So ominous. Ooh, what's going to happen? Well, the Netflix summary is members of an alliance scramble to come up with a cover story. A merge reunites old friends, but trust doesn't come easily. Yep. I usually save our trivia facts for the end, but... You know, I kind of want to set this the scene a little bit, so I'm going to share a couple right now just to get everybody amped. If you haven't if you haven't watched this episode recently, but you're just like following along with your memory. Okay. This episode was voted and this these are all from the Survivor fandom wiki. It, this episode was voted the third best Survivor episode of all time in the top 25 greatest episodes of all time poll by Survivor Oz in 2015. Wow. Uh, also, this episode was inducted into the Survivor Hall of Fame in 2014. So it's a big episode. It, it kind of, it's pretty crazy because I feel like I have less to say about it than I did last week because I feel like last week was so wild but this one ends up being crazy it's funny because I knew the end result but I had forgotten how we got there yeah I same same thing I had in the beginning I was like wait what happens I think I think this and then at the end I was like oh shit she's gonna do it and then it it didn't I I still actually was kind of surprised by it I forgot about the one one aspect We'll we'll get there we'll get there right so just to, to set the scene for where we were last week, everyone was anticipating a merge happening. Everybody's getting ready for it. Parvati found an immunity idol, and she only told Danielle. She did not tell Russell. And, oh, God, I, like, can't even say it again. I can't even bring myself back there. JT gave Russell their idol and told him to take out Parvati, and Russell and Parvati just laughed at him, and they sent Courtney home. Exactly. I, it really was painful. I actually, well, as you know, because I, I can't stop talking about it, I, I finally got, like, an Amazon, like, Echo Dot. Um, I've never had anything with Alexa before. I've I've been around Alexa, but I just didn't understand, like, how it worked. And I, I have my new Alexa, and I can't stop. Like, my first thing I did was, I did not know what to do. Because I was just sitting there, I was like, well, I don't know, like, ask it to do something. I was just like, Alexa, play Karma Chameleon. Why? Like, <laughs> like what? Where did that come from? But okay. Um, but then I was like, who? 
Alexa, play Idle Chatter. Um, I, I said a Survivor fan podcast, and then it started playing that other podcast called Idle Chatter, like I D L E, about cars. Or oh something. no! It, it was like vroom, vroom. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Alexa, stop! Alexa, stop! And then I was like, Alexa, play Idle Chatter Survivor podcast. And then it started playing our most recent episode. So oh, I actually. And, like, the sound quality sounds so much better on my Alexa than it does in my car. So I got really excited, and I listened to the whole episode last night. So I feel like I'm on top of it. Cool. Like, yeah, I'm very fresh in my mind. Your excitement for your Alexa is one of the most endearing and wholesome things. <laughs> Tell them what you did this morning. Tell them how you woke up. Oh, last night. I don't I don't know why. The, the song's in a commercial, and I, I've just always been a fan. So last night, I was just, like, laying there, and I was like, Alexa, set an alarm for 7.30 a.m. to Brady Bunch, Sunshine Day. And then they, she said, I don't have Sunshine Day, but if you pay $4.99 for Amazon Music, I'll play it. And I said, sign me up. I hate myself. Oh my god. Free, well, there's a free trial. There's a free trial. Okay. But, but if I can't wake up to Sunshine Day um every day. I, I I might have to pay like $4.99 a month for it. I need to say, okay, you know, like I think you and I both you 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 are like obsessed and but I too am a big fan of Be There in Five. Uh-huh. So Be There in Five, um, Kate Kennedy, she has the Be There in Five podcast, just, you know, talks about, you know, pop culture. Well, can you can you give a better summary than me? What her what her vibe is? Ooh, she has a really good way of putting it. It's like I'm gonna butcher this, but it's like smart deep dives into dumb topics, if you Yeah. Will. So lots of deep dives and like she she just has really great social media content too, like in addition to the podcast. And she has this thing called main like like main character moments where yeah you like paint yourself a, a like as the main character like you like a certain song's playing and you're I, I I'm doing a terrible job at this but basically I was like oh my god I can be, I, I can give myself oh, what go ahead just your voice talking about this right now is so excited oh really your Alexa in general yeah yeah I know I, I, yeah it's been a really long pandemic and honestly like I don't She's leave my your house. New friend. <laughs> yeah, Alexa is my new friend. But like, I don't leave my house. Like, I really, I was, I was telling someone, I was like, honestly, like me getting takeout and then like getting like a little drunk by myself on a Saturday night while I watch The Real Housewives is like the highlight of my week. Like, I really have nothing going on. So my Alexa is very exciting. Um, but like the Kate Kennedy main character thing, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to set my alarm tomorrow to perfect day. The song from the beginning of Legally Blonde. So I can mm-hmm. paint myself as Elle Woods and like start my day like that and like wake up feeling like a bad bitch. So yeah. that does sound really nice. Yeah. That's, so that, that's, that's, I'm going to start my Monday off right by like being like, it's a perfect day. Like I'm beautiful and smart. Like I got into Harvard, like, like it's hard. Um, but yeah. So. And for the, for the record, the Brady Bunch really has some jams. Oh my god! <laughs> when it's time to change a classic. Oh my god! With the with the changing voice and yeah. oh my god! Well, the, the, la, 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 la. the best one is when Greg is trying to be a star and he has the song. It's like clowns never laughed before, dogs <laughs> never grew. Ponies never ran before. Oh my God, Courtney and I. Dude, like, I met you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Courtney and I like. <laughs> Courtney and I watched. We were we lived together in college. Like, we watched the Brady Bunch movie, 
adults <laughs> and we did not realize when we saw the Brady Bunch movie as kids that it was like a parody kind of Dude, me either me either I thought it was in total in total uh sincerity yes exactly so we watched it as adults real like not realizing that as a kid we were dead so anyway that's where like the my my I, I love the Brady Bunch as a kid though the show yeah, sorry I'm, I'm gonna need like another another minute on the Brady Bunch because I like I when I was a kid I was deep into TV land okay oh yeah and Nick at night, all of that yeah but, like, did you ever watch? I'm not talking about the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady sequel. I'm talking about at the end of the show, the original show, they had several made for TV Brady Bunch movies. Did you ever see those? I believe that I, I had in some capacity. And sometimes they would be on like they would be on like ABC and like on like primetime, right? Ashley, I can't explain it, but I think about them all the time. One was a very Brady wedding where Marsha and Jan have a joint wedding. And Jan, yes, and Jan had been uh, engaged for a while and was getting married. And then Marsha was like, I guess upset about that. So she sits down at like her workplace cafeteria with some strange guy. And she's talking about this. And he says, well, why don't you marry me? And she's like, okay. But then they fall in love. And then she's like, yeah, let's get married. And then they have a joint wedding. And it's like, in that situation, that's fucked up to do to Jan, but whatever. It really is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Like, it always yeah. has to be about her. Jan, because at first, as a kid, I was like, shut up, Jan. You're just jealous because Marsha is the best. But no, Marsha's vindictive. And then they move in together, the four of them, after the wedding. And there's this scene that is forever stuck in my mind where they have all of this shit. I guess this is like, you know, because I'm very anti-stuff. I'm a minimalist. But they they move in together and their house is from floor to ceiling. Like, it's a maze. You can't get through anything. And I just remember that. But then I believe there were three, three of these, like, Brady Bunch movies. But there's only... That the the wedding one and then this next one that I'm about to talk about <laughs> that stand out in my mind. And the next one, I forget what it was called, but I'll look up the name. It was Bobby Brady was a race car driver. Oh my god. I gets, remember this, I think. And he gets into an accident <gasps> and becomes paralyzed. And but like I don't know that it's it's going to be like a forever thing. Is it canon? Is it canon? Like, do we consider like right now, Bobby Brady in like in his sixties is a paralyzed former racer race car driver, or was that just like a take on the show? And then we don't know what happens, right? We we just don't well, know. well, I think I I kind of forget how it ended because the, again, the scene that stands out from my mind here, I don't know if it was temporary or not. I'm kind of thinking no, but he he's like trying to learn how to walk if you will and they have this thing set up for him that is like two two poles and he has to kind of like he can use the poles for support and he's trying to walk and he falls down and everybody's like trying to help him and he's like don't help me and I was like oh my god I don't know why Do, do things like that ever stick out in your mind and it's like why is this sticking why do I carry this with me to this day so there's these TikToks and it's like, show me a video that lives rent free in your in your mind. Yeah. And then it's like that, that it's Bobby Brady not accepting help. Yeah. For you. Wow. Yeah. 
uh, who knew what, what, that we were going to get into a Brady Bunch uh, deep dive? Today? I sure didn't. Okay, so the, the made-for-TV movies, uh, the Brady girls get married, the Brady brides, which I think it was like a part one, part two kind of thing. There was a very Brady Christmas, which I do not remember. And then this one where Bobby gets <laughs> Bobby gets injured. I'm not laughing at him getting paralyzed, but it was called The Brady's. So oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I I I I could say so much so much more about the Brady bunch, but and I can I say so much more about my Amazon Alexa, but I feel like we came here with a purpose, and that's to talk about this episode of Survivor. So I know we're called Idle Chatter, but I, I, I think let's get back on track. Okay, okay, you're right. Thank you. I don't even remember <laughs> what we were talking about. Well, we provided the synopsis of what happened last week, so. Oh, yes. <laughs> we haven't even started yet. No, no, we haven't. Oh, God, I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> coming, coming, in, coming into this episode, we haven't even split. There are five heroes and there are five villains. It is day 25. You know, usually after a big tribal, you kind of go, we start off back at camp and everybody is, you know, having their pillow talk, but we don't have any of that. We get right into the yeah. next day, a new morning. The heroes are talking about, you know, the challenge and, and tribal and, they want to see Russell with four girls. And they're also kind of talking about how at this point, the five of them are really a family, but they are all kind of starting to annoy each other too. And uh, Rupert and uh, Amanda are walking to get the tree mail. And Amanda's like, I know I'm annoying somebody. And I was just like, yeah, you're damn right you are. Well, Rupert starts off by saying, Oh, I, I hope I'm not pissing anybody off too much. And I'm like, oh, you sure as shit are, Rupert. You sure as shit are. You're pissing <laughs> me off as a viewer. So I can't imagine being stuck on that godforsaken island with you for like, what, 20? What is it, day 25 at this point? 25 days. Yeah. You know, I will say Rupert does a couple of things right in this episode. He does. He does. We will. No, I'll, I'll give him some credit. He's actually not really that annoying in this episode. I just feel like I'm I'm hung up on some. It's 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 the toe for me, you know? <laughs> I, I just feel like, yeah just it was a turning point for me and I just can't stop um yeah so and basically the whole point of this they are just like itching to get to emerge like Colby says um this is exponentially worse than I remember and it's like yeah they are kind of sick of seeing the same you know few faces for the past 25 days so they want this merge to happen yeah so what do they come across but some tree mail with a big old treasure chest that says, make some room at your camp, company's coming, and there's no key. So they know the merge is upon them. Uh-huh. So then we're going to just get to the same thing. We're going to go to the villain's tribe, and then they they just have a key, and they're just like, what's this key for? And it tells them to pack up their shit because they're going to the hero's camp. Now... This poses a problem because, as we know, Russell was told to play the idol for himself and vote Parv out. So they need to make up a cover story to tell the heroes about why Parvati is still there. The problem with this is, okay, for me, it's Russell, Parv, Danielle, and Jerry all on the beach chatting about this, saying, okay, we're going to tell them that Russell played his idol and then Parvati had one they didn't know about and played it. 
So that's why Courtney went home instead. Sandra, at this point, they show her like creeping around and Danielle is like, sh- like shushing them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why aren't you trying to bring Sandra in on this? Because clearly, if any, if she talks to any single person in the hero, she can just dispel what you're saying happened. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't get why they don't think about that. It doesn't really make sense to me, and we'll see later what does happen with that. But I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like the greatest plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but the plan well, that they come up. Oh, go ahead. Well, one thing to keep in mind too is Russell as far as he knows, thinks that Sandra doesn't know that he has that secret idol. Yeah. And Russell also doesn't know about Parvati's idol. That's true. But I guess just, like, how do you expect you're going to go there and say, Courtney went home because Parvati and I both played an idol. This Even if anyone just in passing was talking to Sandra, like, and was like, oh, that's wild that Courtney went home because of the idols. And she's like, huh? I'll, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit here because at this point, after that food game letter that JT sent to Russell, at this point, they're like, this tribe is a bunch of morons. And I kind of don't blame them for thinking that. So Russell in his head is like, if I, on a completely separate tribe, can convince this fool to give me his idol, it must be pretty easy to convince him that it's my word over Sandra's. And I think good point. Russell even says, I'm going to have them eating out of my hands. Yeah, no, that, that is a good point. I didn't think about it that way. That makes sense. Cause they could easily just paint Sandra as a liar. Yeah. It, it certainly is a bit of a question mark, but it's, yeah, I, I, that's, that's the best explanation I can come up with. So yeah, no, that makes sense. But yeah, so their plan is they're going to say that Parvati and Russell both played idols. That's why Courtney went home. Um, But their goal going into it is they're going to gun for JT to go mm -hmm. home. So we see the villains walk over to the Heroes tribe. And they are carrying their Sears crate on, you know, poles over their shoulders as if this Sears crate is a fucking king. Yeah, I know you love a Sears sponsorship. I do. Uh, I thought something interesting was, again, Parvati hits home. There's a lot of mentions of this in this episode. She talks about how she has that secret idol, and she says, you know, Russell the King doesn't need to know about it. Only my lady-in-waiting, Danielle. Yeah, my lady-in-waiting. So they're all they're all walking over with this crate, and, and all the heroes are, like, looking to see if Parvati's there, and and they do see her and but then they see russell and jt's like oh thank god and jt without them even saying anything assumes that parvati must have played an idol too yeah i mean really russell didn't even have to do anything jt just i think that the moral of the story is we need to take away from the heroes is to assume makes an ass out of you and me but really mostly you you being JT. Cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah. It, seriously. Like, they just keep making these assumptions, and it's just, they're it's biting them in the ass. <laughs> so, they get to open their treasure chest, and it's a bunch of brand new blue buffs, and a ton of food. Now, this merge feast is a bit different than ones we've seen in the past. Usually, the merge feast is like prepared foods put out on a table this is a treasure chest of fruits vegetables and a giant ham hock 
Yeah, I I was underwhelmed. I I mean, like honestly, the, like I don't love ham to begin with, so I was just like, like how okay if that I love ham. Just I, but like, but if that was ham. just that was just sitting in the jungle all day. Ew. it's like a very good point i i don't know i just have some questions i mean they're starving so they're happy with it regardless but i will say like based on past merge feasts feasts is it is disappointing yeah they also are told that they're gonna have to make a new tribe name and a new flag this this jumped out at me because I, i i i always do kind of like this isn't totally our thing but Sometimes I do like to address the evolution of the show. And in the earlier seasons, this was this was 15 minutes of airtime of them painting oh, yeah. a new flag and and hemming and hauling over the name. And and everybody's just like, I don't care what we fucking call it. Like, let's just call it the villain, the villain tribe. Let's call it, you know, the Hillens. Uh, they finally settle on Yin Yang, by the way, which is like fine. Yeah, well, it's funny because Jerry was like, "Oh, call it all villains," and, and mm-hmm. Colby's like, "Why would you say that?" And Rupert's like, "Oh, all villains. We're trying to, you know, think of something positive." Like he's all, "I'm like, okay, Sh- shut up with your tie dye shirt." Peace he says love, he says he's an- yeah, he says he's annoyed by their attitude. Oh my god, give it a break. So this is interesting. We get a scene of Parvati sitting on the beach pouting because none of the heroes want her there. And she's offended by how they're treating her. She says, you know, they don't know it yet, but they're going to be picked off one by one. And Danielle kind of tries to console her. But I don't know. Did you think this was like a little bit of out of character for her to be like, woe is me? Yeah, I, I, I did think it was kind of strange. and But I don't know if like maybe part of it was putting on an act for them. But I will say no matter how confident you are, it is extremely uncomfortable to be around someone that doesn't like you or, you know, oh, I would die. like you, like, even if you could, even if you don't care about them, like, even if you're, even if you're like, oh, you're, you're just a bunch of losers, it still sucks feeling that no one likes to feel that way. Really. I don't think. Dude, uh, uh, not being liked is the worst feeling in the world. I, know. I think I'm, I'm kind of okay with it, but like at this point, I'm just like, nobody is for everybody and if you are you're probably a super boring person I don't know but like to this day in fourth grade there was a girl who didn't like me and she left me a note saying I don't like you (laughs) and it haunts me to this day but so yeah I don't know if it's an act or not but it's it's definitely setting up some some solid character arc for Parvati yeah wow this is a juicy scene that we get next yes so um, we go to the shelter. So JT and, and Russell are just talking. Um, and Russell is telling this elaborate story. Rupert Rupert is there too. Telling this elaborate story. He is a good fucking liar. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, the fact that he's Russell Hans just makes me not believe him. But otherwise, you would believe anything that he's saying. Also, too, I know we talked about this before. They don't, they don't necessarily know about him, right? They haven't seen his season. That's what I that's what I was honestly wondering. I'm pretty sure since they filmed them back to back, Russell's season wouldn't have aired yet at this time. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I just did a quick Google and uh, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, if they if they did see any of it, they didn't see much. So Russell has that huge advantage. 
Yeah. Well, that's honestly a fair, a fair point in JT's defense. I was going to say, it kind of makes sense that they, because we're watching it, you're like, um, hello, this is freaking Russell Hans. Like, why are you doing this? But if they don't know how conniving he is, Mm -hmm. then it kind kind of makes a little more sense. And you know what, Ashley? I think going back to never assume, it's, it's kind of a reason why you you shouldn't stereotype people because it can backfire because this whole thing with the the conversation with Russell, JT and and Rupert is, you know, Russell Russell is saying to them, I'm on board with y'all. I swear on my kids. And then Russell walks away and and JT says to Rupert, I told you, he's a good old country boy. We're in this to the end of the game. So he's he's making this assumption about Russell being a good old country boy, just like him, who keeps his word and blah, blah, blah. And that just, like you said, that really bit him in the ass. Yeah. What's, what's funny to me is that we get a little interview with JT where he says something like, uh, you know, Russell could be the leader of the girls, but I doubt it. So he's at least considering the possibility, but he's not paying it any mind at all. Yeah. And then Russell in his interview says they bought it all hook, line and sinker. Yeah, he's like, that was easier than I thought. So really, they are just, you know, doing it to themselves. But, but damn. Yeah. So then. Sandra and Rupert talk because they played together before on Pearl Islands. Mm-hmm. And she tells him, I am the last of my alliance left. And she tells him, Russell is the kingpin and Parvati is second in command. Russell is lying if he tells you that women are running the show. And she also tells him, you know, the community idols were not used in the tribal. And Rupert doesn't know who to believe, but he's pretty sure he believes Sandra. And there's a lot of, like, I want to say Rupert narrator moments throughout Mm -hmm. where he's he's like, this is where the game gets crazy. (laughs) Yeah. No, we do get a lot from him. So he basically, yeah, to us, um, the audience he breaks down what's going on. Like Sandra told me this, but you know, is Russell lying this, that he, he calls poverty, poverty. Oh God. By accident. By ac- I mean, I'm assuming by accident. And I, yeah. I did, I did take note of that because it made me cringe, but um, <laughs> yeah. So Rupert just doesn't know who to believe really at this point. We get some good little food moments. So they're all making breakfast and they're actually, their breakfast actually looks pretty good. It's like scrambled eggs with vegetables and it looks yummy. But then Parvati is like, hey, Danielle, let's get a banana. And we're right back to banana etiquette, the episode where James went home. And Colby and Rupert are super annoyed that they're getting a banana. Uh, (laughs) Rupert says, I can't wait to start uh, voting some villains out of this camp. And we will come back to the banana situation later. Oh, my God. So real quick, after the banana incident... Some of the heroes go on a little jungle walk together. We have Rupert, Amanda, JT, and Candace. And this is where Rupert is trying to tell them that they are being played. This is the first time we see this happening. And Rupert's actually being smart for once. And they decide to change their plan so that they will tell Russell, let's say, you know, we're voting, we're voting for poverty, and he'll write down poverty. But they're all gonna change their vote and then write down 
you know, Jerry or Sandra. And this is going to be basically a test of Russell's loyalty. And they all are trying to tell Rupert that he's being paranoid. And I'm like, and, and JT, he says, do you believe what Sandra told you? Or do you believe the obvious truth? And Rupert, this is the, this is a really good point. In my opinion, he says, the first thing Russell did was say, I swear on my kids. And anyone who says that right out of the bat, I don't trust that person. Yeah. I thought that was a really good point. That's a good, I think that I, I've been too hard on Rupert this season. He's, he's made it easy for us to be hard on him. It's true. But I do forget, like, there was a reason that he was so beloved, you know, like Mm -hmm. there, 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 there is definitely good to him. He, you know, he is on the heroes and that is a very good, smart point. Yeah. It's a shame no one will listen to him, but good job, Rupert. So then we open on a brand new day, day 27, and Amanda and Parvati have a little chat. Amanda and Parvati, they have played together in the past um, on season 16. They made it to the end together in an all-women's alliance. Um, So Amanda fills Parvati in that they are on a witch hunt for her, they being the heroes. And Mm -hmm. Amanda's like, you know, I'm working hard to get rid of Sandra. Like, you know, just make it not you, make it someone else. Um... And then Parvati's like, well, will you tell me, you know, who everyone's voting for? And then at this point, Parvati decides to tell Amanda that she has an idol. And we go to Amanda talking to us and is like, I told her enough to get her to trust me. And she told me she has an idol. So like, but Parv does say like, I don't think Amanda's telling me everything. So I think it, it was strategic on her part, just putting it out there that she has the idol, I guess. So it does get back to the heroes. I'm assuming that's her intention, right? I I don't know. Because like, just to tell her thinking Amanda won't tell anyone, that would be naive. And I think she's smarter yeah. than that. So I think she is, it, I think it's like a plant. Like she wants, wants it to get back to them to maybe stir up their vote tonight. They also do a, a cute little secret handshake. Yeah. And then they're like, blow it up. <laughs> yeah. So, and it, it, it is a shame because I, I do like the two of them working together, but they just really are on opposite sides right now. It's true. So we get into the challenge finally. This has been one of those episodes where because of the merge, it's mostly strategy, camp life. And then finally we get into a challenge we walk in. It's a super, super classic challenge. This one happens to be called Get a Grip. And it's it's basically that one where there's a giant pole with several notches from the top to the bottom. And the, the whole challenge is to hold on as long as you can. And if you fall, you're out and the last person standing wins. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I wanted to note too, I forget where I saw this and it might've been right before they go to tribal, but it doesn't matter. They did a really shitty job on their flag, in my opinion. Like, uh-huh. it's funny just how in the earlier episodes, people would make these beautiful masterpieces. And now it's just like, yeah, write our name on it. Call it a day. Yeah. But uh, they, they walk in and, and Jeff says, you are now merged as one tribe. And this is when they tell us that they, they settled on the name Ying Yang. So. Yeah, and they're like yin-yang. It means good and evil. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know what it means, but I highly doubt that's true. Like, I just don't trust them to know. So I I did a Google, and 
it says it actually just it means dark bright and it, you know as we know what it, you know yin and yang you know it, it is just like representing duality which i guess i guess does make sense like heroes and villains like they are kind of like opposites you know do you do you remember when we were in like elementary school or middle school i don't know what the time period was but there was some some period in the 90s where like peace signs and yin yangs were like the shit like if you oh. had a necklace with a yin yang on it it was like got that oh yeah it was yeah peace signs yin yang smiley faces but do you know that i i don't i do do not enjoy it that shit's coming back now like is it really yeah like smiley faces are like back the 90s are in general are back which i think they should stay where they are but yeah in fashion like definitely like i've seen like a lot of smiley faces like this one like fashion influencer i follow had like smiley faces like on her like she had like sky blue nails with um with uh smiley faces on them and also like remember like st- like your shirt would be like cloud print yeah like i for feel sure. like clouds are gonna be back ne- next thing cow print is gonna be uh, back i had a wet seal light purple cloud print shirt and I felt like the shit when I wore that shirt but I'm not anxious to have it return there's yeah it's there's some trend it's actually really funny the irony is not lost on me that I was like an overweight fourth grader wearing cow print like I was literally I I, I was just asking for it at that point like make fun of me like call me fat so oh my god I mean I don't I don't I don't think that's you know what? I don't know that I ever had any cow print. I remember one of my friends, forget who it was, had these cow print clogs, and they were they were sick. All right, I don't want to get into the, I don't want to get into the Brady Bunch again. Let's move on. Yeah. So uh, they all they all scurry up their poles, and I I had a moment of LOLing at Jeff like taking off all of their ladders individually, and he mentions that. JT, Candace, and Parvati have all done this challenge before. However, none of them have won. So not even one minute into the challenge, Colby and Sandra immediately step down. Yeah, and they, they talk it out. They're like, oh, you want to go at the same time? And mm-hmm. they, they do. Yeah, Jeff kind of asked Colby, like, why why'd you step down so soon? And he says, you know, they did a challenge pretty recently where there was the the little footholds and he knew he did bad at that. So he was like, I know this is not going to be for me. Whatever. I think if you know, if you really in your heart know that you like, if you're struggling pretty hard and it's the beginning, like I kind of get maybe just preserving your energy. Yeah, 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 for sure. It just doesn't come off as like very, you know, heroic or like, you know, honorable to, 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 I don't, those, I think those are the wrong words. I'm trying to think what I, it's like a like a I don't know. It's like a quitter kind of attitude, though. So I feel like, so like no, JT I know what you're trying would, to say. Like JT would never do that. So like yeah. I think that that is part of why. Because earlier in the season we were like, oh, Colby doesn't have his you know head in the game. You know, his tribe was saying. So it does kind of seem like that. But like I personally like I I'm fine with it. Go ahead, do you, Colby? Yeah, it's 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 you know be smart about it. If if you know you're not gonna make it, you may as well not tie yourself out. Because it's also worth noting that it's not just hard because you're trying to balance on this little tiny ledge. It's also super hot to be like wrapped around a pole in the baking sun. Yeah. So, okay, I am the most shocked I've ever been that we got no mention of Rupert's toe during this I know. challenge. Maybe he's all better. 
It could be. Maybe he's all healed up. Mm-hmm. So all of the girls look very solid, but, you know, soon enough, Russell steps down, then Rupert steps down, and we have six people remaining, and 20 minutes have elapsed. Next up, Amanda steps down. We have five left. JT, he he has a couple saves for himself, but ultimately he steps down. Well, it was funny because JT like falls down the pole, but catches yeah. himself at the end. But then he just climbs back to the very top. And it was, Jeff was like, oh, like JT, were you like playing with us? And he was like, he was like, no, I almost fell. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's cute. That was really cute. I, in this moment, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of attracted to JT, even though he's a big dummy. Yeah, I there's some God, I'm such a I'm such a pervert. There's something attractive to me when in a survivor challenge, a guy is wearing jeans because we just don't see them a lot. Yeah. So I think to me, it's like, oh, he, he put on jeans instead of a bathing suit. He's making an effort. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I feel like I don't know. I just like when people are like, really good at stuff like I like a guy I, I'm just like wow like JT like oh yeah like he fell but like look at him just climb up to the top with ease and just like laugh about it like oh he's cute I don't maybe know maybe you should like try and date like a firefighter or somebody who can climb poles like that maybe maybe I'll, I'll look into that <laughs> so there's four women left at this point and Candace is the only hero left which is worth noting Jerry drops next, and Jeff lets us know at this point, they've been up there for one hour and 35 minutes, which is a really long time. Uh So Candace decides to get down, and before she can get all the way down, Jeff is like, wait a minute, I'm curious why you're stepping down, because out of all the people who've already done this challenge, you were the one who lasted the longest, so you statistically have the best chance of winning and Candace is like I don't know those two girls look like they can hang on for a while yeah I don't know why he's I mean I guess it's the editing because I'm sure he like he might have said something to everyone but I'm like why are you like giving her so much shit Jeff like calm yeah down. exactly um wait it's important to note did you notice how Parvati was standing no oh my god I think Jerry makes a comment about it before she drops Parvati is literally standing Laura with the outside of her foot on one of the footholds, just one-footed, holding the pole with that same Uh-oh. arm. So imagine, like, the outside of her left foot is on a foothold. Her left arm is wrapped around the pole. And she's just standing straight with, like, her right foot dangling. It's wild. Damn, it's that, that yoga life. Yeah, true. So, next up... Parvati and Danielle have a little chat and Parvati is like do you want me to win and Danielle's like nah you have the idol and so Parvati's like okay and she climbs on down and Danielle's gonna win that first individual immunity yeah which honestly this is actually probably a good move because I feel like it does kind of throw the heroes off because it, it they are wondering why would she step why would Parvati step down like she knows we're after her she right. must have something up her sleeve I think also and I I don't want to spoil anything necessarily but if Dan well let's come back to this because if Danielle had not won the immunity let's just let's talk through what that might have been like yeah. when we get to tribal perhaps Definitely. but 
she there's there's one little moment before they head back to camp where we get an interview with Rupert and he he says that he wants to oust Russell for the weasel that he is. And they get they get back to camp and JT does admit, yeah, it is kind of strange how Parvati stepped down when she is in trouble. And it's like, yeah, you don't say. Yeah. Yeah, and he just you know reiterates Okay, well, Russell's gonna re- we're gonna have Russell write Parvati down to prove his loyalty to us, and then we'll just vote for Sandra or Jerry. Yes, which is it's 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 honestly a good plan if everything goes according to plan. We get a real quick moment of Sandra and Jerry talking in the ocean about how the heroes think they have it in the bag, and you know, Sandra tells us the audience that she tried to tell Rupert what's up. But then she says, I don't want my big mouth to get me in trouble. So I, you know, I still want Russell out, but I have to stick with him for now. So Russell decides his big plan is to give Parvati his idol so that they can take out JT. He still doesn't know that Parvati has her own idol. And he does. He gives it to her. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. And Parvati legitimately has two idols right now. And she says, two little green men protecting me. And she realizes that, you know what? Everybody is right. I am the most dangerous person out here. She really is. I mean, they have a, I, I get why they're after her. But, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, I'm rooting for her. In this moment, me too. Yeah. So, oh God, I don't, I kind of don't, I, I, this, this scene annoys me for some reason. I think because Amanda is such a bad actor because she, they, they have another little chat and Amanda tells Parvati that she wants to play with her, but she doesn't know how. And, you know, she tells them that the, the plan is to have Parvati play her idol and they're going to take out Sandra or Jerry. And she says, you know, you better play that idol. And, Parvati is like, I know she's lying, but I'm kind of going along with it. And Amanda is just such a terrible liar, it seems she, like. And it's funny because sometimes Amanda has really good points and sometimes she is aligned with people that I like. So I'm rooting for her because she's on the alliance that I like. But there's something about her that just like irritates me. Yeah, like, I, I, I can't don't put know my what it on is. it. I mean, I think she's a perfectly nice girl, but I don't know what it is. But, like, in this conversation, too, like, it makes me angry. Like, with the James shit earlier in the season when she was, like, convinced everyone to, like, keep James. That was so annoying. And she does something super annoying coming up. So, not this episode, in in, in this season, which I just, like, it, it, it lives rent-free in my in my head. As the kids say. Yeah. All right, shall we get into Tribal? Um, yes, we shall. So Jeff starts out by asking how camp is, and Rupert starts us off by saying that they're taking our bananas. And this again, this is banana etiquette all over again. He, you know, he says they're taking the bananas without sharing, and Danielle is like, in our defense, there are so many. But then Rupert's like, no, 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 it's about the ripe bananas. You can take as many plantains as you want but for the ripe bananas we share those (laughs) it's just so dumb like maybe share the rules maybe maybe as a as a new merged tribe come up with your own version of banana etiquette because banana etiquette was different you know it also villains apparently it really did look like a ton of bananas and it's day 25 how many days do we have left 10 like 
it, it just feels like there's enough bananas to go around. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm on your side here, but... I I agree with Russell, who then says, let's forget about the bananas and play the game. And Jeff asks, is tonight's vote going to dictate the rest of the game? And Russell's like, yeah. Uh, you know, JT says that nobody talked to him. And then Parvati says, I feel like a leper. And this was... This oh. was this was wild. Jeff goes, is that just because you're used to getting so much so much attention in your real life? I would honestly, if our friends from Escaping Reality were here, this is definitely like a Jeff Probst vibe check. If you've ever had one. Right? Like, that's so rude, Jeff. It is rude. And, you know, I've kind of in the past, I don't want to say criticized, but... It's, it's maybe bothered me a little that Parvati, like, relies on this flirty way about her to garner allies. And, but, but in this situation, it kind of feels like she's being forced into that role. Like, Jeff being like, oh, you get so much attention in your real life. It's like, okay, she's also, like, a really fucking smart player. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It, well, just... it, kind of, it pisses me off because she can't help it that she's, like... A young attractive woman yeah and i just think that is her real person now like just like her like her nature just i feel like she just has a big smile like you know i feel like i'm attracted to her like mm -hmm. she's i don't know she's just like has this personality that people are drawn to so if people are gonna assume stuff about her and paint her in a certain way why not just play into that to further yourself in the game like there's no shame in that and i just right. feel like jeff is acting like there is so Colby says something kind of weird. <laughs> he says that, you know, maybe the reason we haven't approached Parvati is because we know a few things about her that lead us to believe she's going to stick around for a couple days and we still have time to talk to her. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not it. You still want her gone, but okay, Donaldson. <laughs> a quick fashion note. Uh, Sandra used some other flag paint to paint on her shirt. Half of my heart is in Afghanistan, which is, you know, sad and beautiful. Oh, can I tell you? I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm, I'm just in my feelings. I, like, I cried. Like, I watched this Instagram video, and, like, it, I think it was this granddaughter just, like, surprising her grandfather that, um, she, that she, probably just because of COVID, like, she hasn't seen. I think the caption was actually in Spanish, so I couldn't understand totally what was going on. And the grandfather, like, saw her and, like, couldn't even believe she was real and was, like, touching her face. And then he cried, and then I Aww. cried a lot. But I, when you were just saying about Sandra's shirt, I just, I, like, actual tears just welled up in my eyes. Oh, Ashley. Yeah, I just, it's sweet. I love her love for her husband. Like, the Outback thing last week, it's really getting me. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, there's a little bit more idle talk, but it's it's really kind of like blah blah blah, and it's kind of it's time to get to the vote. Something really interesting about the, the I will say normally I feel like we haven't had that many wild tribals that have got got to me as much as this one did. I feel like I was like really on the edge of my seat, and it's interesting that they show a lot of people's votes this time mm -hmm. with what they say. Yeah. So you, we do get some insight, like Russell votes and he votes for JT and says, you seem like a real cool guy, but that this was a real dumb move. Parv writes JT and says, this is my love letter to you, you know, because she was mocking his love letter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jerry writes 
JT and says, I'm just hoping my name doesn't come up tonight. Um, then I think Rupert writes, I hope Harvey plays the idol and Russell shows his true colors. And Candace votes for Jerry and was and says, we're playing this because if there is an idol, you're the least likely person they would give it to, which is like rude. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Jeff goes to tally the votes and we get a fun little moment with the jury, which is Coach and Courtney. And Courtney looks at Coach and she says, if that little troll plays an idol. Oh my God, I was dying. How much do you think Coach is loving being on Ponderosa with Courtney? Because I feel like... He, as much as Coach is just like, I'm an honorable man, I coach women's soccer, women, they don't have an effect on me, he eats that female attention up. I think that they are having a great time, and I don't know when it started, but when I when I go through the Survivor fandom wiki, they, they have a whole chunk about Ponderosa, and you know it might be fun if we could find... I don't know if they're only on the DVDs or if they still exist online somewhere, but if when we finish this season, maybe we do an episode where we watch some of the Ponderosa stuff because, you know, they, they talk about how in this Ponderosa episode, uh, the the three, juror, the three jurors who are uh, Coach Courtney and the person who gets voted out tonight, um, there is some bad weather and they all spend their time playing rock band and the, their, their band name is the dragons. Oh my God. That's fun. Yeah. It was, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, oh wow. Okay. So then they decide to start the band, the dragons, which by the way is dragons with a Z for real. And they start writing and singing music together. Oh my God. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, so, all right. This is wild. Before, before Jeff reads the votes, Parvati pulls out an idol, and she gives it to Sandra. And the heroes look smug. Oh, worth noting, Parvati says, as she is doling this idol out, she says, what fun would it be to watch the bananas turn ripe without my fellow villains? <laughs> and then she pulls out a second idol and gives it to Jerry. And it is the, the crowd goes wild. I know. Oh, my God. The jury, me, you, anyone else that's watching this right now on Netflix, we are like, what? And then you can just see the heroes' faces fall. I just love it. I love it. Rupert says, I know we shouldn't have trusted that. So Jeff reads the votes and we have Jerry does not count. 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 JT. JT. At this point, point. okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Go ahead. (laughs) You go. You go. At this point, JT shakes Russell's hand and says, well done. We get the final vote. It is JT. JT stands up and shakes Colby's hand and he is is gone. He says, good luck, fellas. Yeah. Which I'll get into. Oh, yeah, well, there's, because his, his uh, final words are, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Russell says to Parvati, you have some explaining to do, and Parvati just goes, secret. Mm-hmm. And, okay, this is like, we before we get to Jeff's final words and JT's final words, like, oh, trivia, Ashley, 
this was the very first time that one contestant played two hidden immunity idols at one tribal council. Oh. Historic. Notable. Notable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because this was this was so clutch because Amanda told her that they're going to vote for Sandra or Jerry. So yeah. in Parvati's mind, she's like, Danielle has the immunity. We know that they're not going to vote Russell because they think he's on their side. And we know that I'm not going to get any votes because they're testing Russell's loyalty or whatever. And so she and she figures this out totally by herself how yeah. to make sure that none of the villains are going home. And this is why I was I was kind of saying with her her not winning the immunity in a way, I don't think this was like part of her plan at the time. I think she she knew she had options and was going to let it shake out. But if if she had gotten the immunity necklace and Danielle had not, there wouldn't have really been a way to ensure that she could have saved all three of those people. She couldn't have saved Danielle, Sandra, and Jerry. Yeah, no, absolutely. So like everything it worked, worked out, out pretty exactly, well. Yeah, exactly as it as it was supposed to. It's wild. And she is, that's the thing, she's way more than a pretty face. She's, like, super smart and and Mm -hmm. good at reading people. It's insane. So, our final words from Jeff Probst. Well, in a game full of crazy moves, that was certainly the craziest. It appears the villains have the upper hand, but you all know better than anyone else that anything can happen. Very true, Jeff. Very (laughs) true. So, oh my God, JT's confessional at the end. I, I didn't really, I didn't really appreciate what he had to say. I mean, he does acknowledge, he's like, I feel like an idiot. I was voted out with my own idol. Yeah, very stupid. But then what does he say, Ashley? Well, he, he's like, you know, people are villains for a reason. Don't trust them and don't ever, I think he's like ever, ever trust women or something. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it's funny because before he even said that, when he was like, good luck, fellas, I was like, JT is a sexist. Yeah, I don't understand why it's don't trust women when the person who wronged him, who stabbed him in the back, was Russell Hans, a.k.a. a man. Mm-hmm. Unless he still somehow thinks that Russell isn't calling the shots. Like, it just, this is a short-sighted statement to make, and I was just like, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's, like, so typical. Do anything besides holding a white man accountable. Right? <laughs> like, snaps, snaps. Oh, man. But, yeah, and I, it kind of just got me thinking throughout everything. Like, I mean, I will say, I think in, in his original season, he did have a close alliance with Taj, like him, Steven, and Taj. And just, like, he does align himself with people now. But he's very, like oh, Candace is dangerous earlier. Like, I feel like he has zero intentions of bringing any of these women on his alliance to the end with him. I think he was thinking him, Colby, and Rupert. Or even even perhaps Russell somehow. Like, he was, like, final three. I don't know, but... He, he, I don't know. He, I just feel like he's a sexist. And by feel, I mean, like, he's pretty... He's made it clear himself. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm still kind of attracted to him, though. I, I... I hate, you know who I, I don't even know if I should, I don't want to embarrass myself. Um, Ashley, I've admitted to having a crush on Bernard the Elf, so. Okay, you know who I've found myself a little bit attracted to lately, and it's, it's terrible, and then I, like, have to, like, you know, slap myself and be like, do not, 
do not give this person any props for doing like the actual bare minimum. I'm so nervous. (laughs) Mitt Romney. (laughs) (laughs) I hate myself. It's not like it's it's like Mitch McConnell or anything. It's not. I mean, honestly, Mitt Romney, like, really, he's maybe 70 years old, but he really can kind of get it. But he's 70? Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to shriek, but he's like 70 years old. He's like, he's pretty, he's kind of hot, but I mean, he's still like, has done bad things. And just because now he's like Trump. He's 73? He doesn't look 73. I'll give you that. He's only like, he's not that many years younger than Mitch McConnell. Look at him. He he, he looks good. Well, you know, I, I will say it's like, I think he's, I think his strategy is kind of working of like being a really, uh, like I'm, I, I don't, my political terminology is not up to snuff, but he's, he's, he is a conservative who is trying to appeal to liberals. And I mean, clearly, it's, it's on me. yeah, some, some might call him a rhino. Yeah. Our new word yeah. that we, we learned this, I, I, for me, a new word I learned this week. Can you remind me what it means? Republican in name only. So I think it's like oh. you're basically you're not being conservative enough. Oh. Yeah. I saw my mom has a group chat with um some family members that are like extremely conservative. And I feel like this, but the ones said Lindsey Graham's a rhino. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, mom, you never text them back. You don't want them to think you're a rhino. Oh, yeah. oh man okay let's let let's put a pin in that for now and i didn't realize my dad too is in in the text and he does not reply either so i'm going to give my parents props for either being bad at technology or not wanting to engage good so i gotta say i think the mvp of this episode is is pretty obvious it's definitely our girl parvati oh yeah 100 percent mm-hmm well that settles that we can move right along yeah. to our next our next segment of the episode uh, chatterboxes. This is an, a segment that we call Survivor Scuttlebutt, where we just talk about anything in the Survivor community that's caught our attention, either good or bad, this week. For me, I know there's maybe something you want to talk about, but yeah, uh, the uh, one thing that I saw that I haven't watched but is definitely on my to watch list is my my favorite. Uh, Bryce, he did a video where he subscribed to Ozzy's OnlyFans for anthropological purposes <laughs> to let it. us know what it entailed. And it's like, oh my god, thank you because I've been dying to do that, but like I can't bring myself to do that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm so glad he took one for the team and subscribed. I can't wait to see his reactions. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you for this work. Hmm. Anything on your end? Oh, yes. Um, Okay, so as you know, I've been watching The Challenge a lot recently, all these old episodes, which is, we'll we'll go to show when you ask me what my luxury items are, and I'm like, um, The Challenge, again. (laughs) Real Housewives of Potomac, again. But um, I've been watching The Challenge, and it was motivated by the fact that our girl Natalie Anderson um, was going to be competing on this season. Also, too, Jay from Millennials versus Gen X, um, has been on the challenge and he's back this season as well. Mm -hmm. So this newest episode of the challenge, which I actually did not get to watch yet, but I saw on Instagram, you know, Natalie, we know she's a fierce, fierce competitor. Um, She ended up having to leave the challenge in this week's episode 
Um, and I, I think on the episode, they, they don't, they did not share why she was leaving, but she shared with us, um, she, there, she did um, do an interview about it. So these, you know, these are her words, but I guess she was, she hadn't gotten her period while she was there. And she, and she even says like, they give us a COVID test like every five minutes, but they never like gave us a pregnancy test or something. Um, but she ends up finding out there that she's pregnant so she has to leave like they can't let her stay and compete because she's Mm -hmm. pregnant so then she gets home and she's kind of like wrapping her head around it because it was not planned and so at first it's like you know crap and then finally when she was just starting to come around to it like her and her boyfriend are excited about it she unfortunately had a miscarriage so um thanks natalie for sharing your story with everyone and we love you yeah the T's and P's to Natalie. That's like, that's, that's terrible and heartbreaking. And I hope that, you know, she's doing okay. Yeah. But I mean, it, it it's important, like for women to share. No, no, I mean, it's everyone's choice I'm saying, but it's, mm-hmm. it's good that there are people with, you know, platforms sharing things about, you know, pregnancy loss and, you know, even with, with Jacqueline and like infertility and, you know, surrogacy. So it's nice, you know, to have these women using their platform to make other women less alone you know I, I hope and I you know what I will say I hope we see Natalie at the challenge again because I, re- I really think like you said she's she's such a fierce competitor yeah I know it's a shame because I was really you know looking forward because I I really think she could have made it to the end just this particular challenge is definitely more there is there's definitely some politicking involved but um you need to earn a, a golden skull to compete in the final challenge and she already had one and oh. i just feel like she would be able to keep like i feel like if she ever got thrown into elimination again she could take out any any of those other women i really think she could so i know i, I do hope we see her again in the future absolutely all right well let's let's dive right into our final segment of the episode luxury items this is where we share things outside of survivor that we've been enjoying this week i mean you know you kind of let off with with your big one of alexa truly alexa is is a luxury item for me mm-hmm. I, who knew everyone apparently because everyone has an echo dot of some sort well, I feel bad actually because I I had I had one to spare and I gave it to Amy who I mean she wanted one also but it sounds like you just didn't know you wanted it until you had it and you were like oh my god this is amazing. I will say the, this new Echo Dot it's like a little like icy blue globe that has a digital clock on the front cuz I was thinking I was like I kind of want an alarm clock not just mm-hmm. like in case cuz I had an incident where I didn't put my phone on the charger like the charger came unplugged from the wall and I didn't know and my phone died when I was um when I had to work at 6:45 and so my alarm didn't go off and so I mean luckily I woke up at like 7 something so like I wasn't super late to work just cuz I'm the only person on when I work early shift so I have sure. to like be there to like do some things and answer answer our customers so I was just like paranoid. I was like, I want to, I want a clock. And I just happened to see the Echo Dot with the little digital clock. And I was like, that's kind of cute. Like, let me just get that. And I actually ordered it in December and it just became available. It's like a new model. And I just got it. And I love it. I love you, Alexa. You're my best friend. It's funny. Uh, I don't know. So like, cause, cause our friends, Amy and her husband, Alex got one. And I feel like that must accidentally set it off all the time. 
because his name is Alex. Oh, maybe. Like there's this one, there's this one podcast that I listen to that I love. It's called Young House Love. And they're just like this, this cute couple. And they, they talk about a lot of like DIY home stuff, but they, they are huge Alexa users, but Oh, you know something that they do, Ashley, that you would probably like is they keep a running shopping list with Alexa. I, so ev- Yeah, Alexa told me about <laughs> it last night. And I was like, this is amazing because I am the laziest and worst at making it. A- Basically, I'm just the laziest person known to man. I just cannot. I, I won't. I could easily write a shopping list on my phone, but I'm too lazy. But if I only have to use my word, my, vo- <laughs> my voice is like. My vocal cords are like the strong, my strongest muscle. Like I'm always just running my mouth. So this is perfect for me. Well, it's funny because I guess they, they record their podcast in the same room as their Alexa. So whenever they want to share these tips, like they can't be like, oh, we love using our Alexa for the grocery list because then she'll hear them and she'll be like grocery list. (laughs) So they always, when they're doing the podcast, they have to be like, arshmashmexa. Oh my God. That's funny. It just, yeah, it is. It is. Funny. I don't, you know what? I don't know. In, in another life, I think I could get into it. It wasn't so much like, Oh, it's always listening to us. Cause you know what? Like my phone's already doing that. Yeah. It was just for me when we had ours, we kept it in our kitchen. And I think you're kind of on the right track of you. You have it in your bedroom where, where you spend your time. Like I know Matt liked using it for the, uh, the, um, what do you call it? The kitchen timer. Like when he would be cooking with stuff, I'm a weirdo that I like weirdly don't use kitchen timers. Like if something has to go in for 20 minutes, I just look at the clock and I'm like at this time, I would, I don't know. Yeah. No one needs to know that, but he, we would use it for that. And then it was, you know, like you said with the Amazon music, like when we would want to play music, we have Apple music. So then it didn't, you know, it didn't sync with, with that. And I, I don't know. I just, uh, it just wasn't wasn't something that we used enough to to keep around but i like I, i'm ex- i'm excited for for you yeah i'm i it's just it's going to serve its purpose for me cuz really it's just like mostly going to be an alarm clock but like i the music thing as you know like when you me Courtney and Brian were talking about our spotify wrapped and i was like i've listened to like 20 songs all year like i just listen <laughs> to podcasts you know when I'm at my house, like when I'm working, I have silence just because I answer the phone all day. So it's it, yeah. it, actually an Alexa though. I might get one for my like home office space because the whole thing that's annoying is when my phone's ringing, having to like scramble for my phone to hit pause for the song. But if the phone rang and I was just like, Alexa, pause, then I could actually listen to music. So, wow, I mm. might have a second Echo Dot getting delivered to me in two days with Amazon Prime because Ooh. that actually sounds amazing. Um, oh, and then also I, I, I was talking about music. Um, but so I, I like work in silence. And then when I'm home, I always just have the TV on in the background. And then when I drive, I listen to my podcast and I don't even drive anymore. So I'm behind on them. So I really don't listen to music, but I feel like just having it so accessible. I like, I was just playing around with that. I was like, I was like, Alexa, play the billboard top 100 hits from 2009, you know? Like, Ooh. yeah. I, Cause I just, I just remember like. I think that maybe on Spotify or like other places you can do playlists of that, like just like the top 40 hits, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, and I was just playing around with it. So I feel like I'll be listening to more music, which is, I feel like good for your soul. Right. Yeah. I mean, you certainly have a pep in your step today. So I I think you're, I think it's, it's going to be good for you. 
Oh, and I, a quick, actually, I want to say this could be part of this luxury item or maybe on its own. I saw something yesterday, which actually I've had my Alexa for a couple of days and I didn't plug it in until, um, until last night or set it up because this YouTube, or I guess it was on YouTube. This video inspired me to Jimmy Fallon has a segment called Hey Robot and it's so funny and it's like he his guests like the one I watched was with Anthony Mackie and then I went back and I watched one with Will Arnett it's called Hey Robot and it's like the challenges you need to get Alexa to say a certain word and it was like okay get it to say say rectangle and they were like Anthony Mackie's like what's what is a square but with like different different length sides and it was it's just so funny like the stuff they try to get it to say and sometimes she gets it sometimes she doesn't it's so obvious it just, i uh, me describing it isn't doing it justice you should just watch it it's called hey robot no that's Jimmy a lot of fun it, it's really funny do you remember i think i've told it probably so many times the story i told you about jeff's alexa i'm forgetting okay so our friend of the show jeff he's been on he's been on a couple episodes not jeff probst he ha- he has or had probably still has it in Alexa and he came home and he also has a cat and he came home from work one day and Alexa just volunteered to him I learned a new word today meow <laughs> that's crazy isn't that nuts <laughs> I don't know um there might be like more to it that I'm missing but I think it was that simple it's pretty crazy I know I'm kind of freaked out I'm like it's listening to me but as you said so is my phone every everything's listening so I don't you know I really don't have any luxury items that I'm super excited about this week uh it was a it was a busy you and I we we both had a busy week, like where I was just like, oh my God, I need Friday to come. I had watched, you know, a few new shows, all of which I think I shared here. I'd watched The Industry, I watched Bridgerton. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I've been struggling with insomnia and it's it's just hard to find the right thing to fall asleep to. And they took The Office and Parks and Rec off of Netflix, which were typically my sleep shows. And I don't, like, I don't even want to mention it as a luxury item. So I'm just going to say it but I've been watching old episodes of Gilmore Girls and it's like it, it's it's a show that I and I was talking with Danielle another friend of the show I I loved this show as a teenager but the older I get I still like it but I hate it do you know what it do you ever have shows like that oh yeah absolutely like well it's hard for me too because Danielle is watching One Tree Hill and Oh, I love it. I've been I've been every time she posts anything about it, I'm like I'm like yes, this, this. Well, the thing about it is, it's so funny because in theory I see her watching it and you and I, you were rewatching it not too long ago as one of your luxury items, I think maybe, or at least during the segment we were talking about yeah. it. And I was like, I'm going to go watch One Tree Hill. And then I put it on and I watched like five episodes and I was just getting so angry at the acting and like why does Dan Scott hate his son so much like he's such an asshole like why is he right down or danielle danielle like hates peyton and is not about peyton at all and i was like i see your point as an adult but picture me watching it at age 16 i go ahead peyton it was like probably everything you wanted to be and more so much more i was just like oh my god her emo music. She is she's so pretty, but so misunderstood and troubled. Like I 
like my biggest problem on any given day in high school was like I didn't get the lunch I wanted you know my mom gave me a butterscotch crimpet instead of a cosmic brownie like I had there was nothing wrong in my life but I just I wished I could have been that misunderstood it's actually insane because I was just saying like every time I try watching One Tree Hill it doesn't work but I literally want to go watch it right now like I think it's it's fun watching until it jumps the shark until they have the time jump I I stopped watching it too and like with Gilmore Girls like have you watched Gilmore Girls I have seen a lot I did I wish I had when it when it premiered Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I don't know if maybe I tried and I didn't get into it. I don't know. I just didn't watch it when it was when it was live. And then I've seen a ton of episodes though because it used to be on in the afternoon and ABC Family, which is now Freeform, it used to be on like maybe like two episodes every afternoon. So like I would definitely watch it like at times, but I've never sequentially watched the whole thing. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm kind of done with it because I got to the seventh season, which if you're not familiar, it's the the main writers and creators of the show left for the seventh season, so it's just like not as good, and I I just kind of think that I'm I'm not gonna watch it. It stresses uh, me out like not finishing my rewatches. It gives mm-hmm. me anxiety, but it, but it's terrible because it's like that literally doesn't fucking matter. Like stop watching if you lose interest. But I'm like. I need to finish it and then I'll like sometimes suffer and like push myself through and watch that's, it. That's like what I'm trying to let go of in this yeah. year. Is I'm trying to be like, if I'm not liking it, why do it? Uh, I've been reading two poetry books, uh, which was not, I did not plan to read both of them, but um, I got Ruby Cower's new book, uh, Homebody. And I'm so sorry. I probably mispronounced her name, but it's, it's, all of her poetry is so good. She had, if you remember, she had like milk and honey and then the sun and her flowers. And she's kind of like, I think she, a lot of people probably know her as like the Instagram poet. Like uh-huh. that's like how she got popular. And then the other one that I'm reading is, uh, it's called What Kind of Woman by Kate Bear. And I'm probably mispronouncing her last name as well. Um, and this one is, I just, I don't know. I think this is funny, but it's not that funny. Um, I initially, for Kate's book, I pre-ordered it on Amazon and it was before the pandemic and it got shipped to my office and I can't go into my office. So this is how bad I wanted to read this book. I reordered it to get it sent to my house. So, Is it good? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of nice because she's, she's kind of like, and I'm not, by no means, this is like a dig, like kudos. I wish I could do it. She's kind of, she got her start on Instagram too. So a lot of the poems, they're like very digestible, like very, very short, very quick. It's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of nice to be able to like pick it up, put it down. So I guess I would very say good. that, can I say one, I know I'm doing all of mine in a row. Can I say one other luxury item? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I got a snack and I said this in group text but it's a three-in-one like sampler variety box and it has gushers fruit by the foot and fruit roll-ups and it's taking me right back to my childhood and it was so funny I had one of the the fruit the fruit roll-ups and I took it out and I, I gave Matt a piece and he was like where are the shapes 
And like, do you remember when we were kids, they would have shapes that you would like punch out of it? They don't have that anymore. Well, that's insane. There's no more shapes. Are you sure that it's just not this particular box? No. You looked it up? I'm not, no, I'm not sure. It, oh. it, it, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. This could be, this could be fake news, but the particular box I got did not have shapes. I'm on the, I'm going to their website right now. I, I have this thing where like, okay, do you ever see like a certain product like in stores and you're like, wow, I've never seen this before. And it opens up your mind to what other products that this particular company offers like a food item like i've spent like time this very week on the the pepperidge farm website and the tasty cake website because like they they always have like limited edition milano cookies and i'm like oh my god like what what are these flavors and i'm like look them up and then i'm like are they available at target to order online i hate myself actually Um, it's so funny that you say that because I don't, again, I never know how to describe it, but I get these weird obsessions and like, well, I don't, I'm like interested in branded and it kind of goes in, in line with my, the Sears sponsorship of it all, but it's like, I'm interested in one-off branding for big brands. Like anyway, all that to say somewhere kind of close to us, probably an hour away, there's a Pepperidge Farm outlet no yeah and I'm dying to go like let me make sure it's still open because yeah when when things are normal again and we can like be together in the same car we need to take a road trip I'm obsessed am I I making this up no it's in Bluebell Pennsylvania Pepperidge Farm outlet it's not that far oh wait it might be oh I think it's close is the pandemic Kill the Pepperidge Farm outlet. But then I see there's one, there's a couple. There's one in Somerset. There's one in Rockvale. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll do, we'll do some digging for this. But yeah, there's a, there's Pepperidge Farm outlet stores. And I'm just like, tell me what that's like. Like, is it you walk in and it's like goldfish, 10 for a dollar? Or is it like, here's, we tested this batch of goldfish, like a new flavor, but it didn't go over that great. So we're not you know, producing it here. Like, what is it? Or are there special flavors just made for the outlet? Oh, I need I'm, to go. I know, right? Isn't that amazing? Like, because who would have thought that that would be a thing? Like, Pepperidge Farm cookies? Those, um, I, what are they called? I, I can't Not, not Milano's? Not, not Milano's. There's a couple. Okay, I, I like the ones that are, like, thumbprint cookies with, like, the jam in the middle. Um... Then they also have ones called Brussels that are really good that are like like crispy Milanos that are circular. Mm-hmm. And I, Goldfish, the snack that smiles back, come on. Yeah. Wow. They also, I believe, own Godiva. Really? Maybe they have cheap chocolate there at the outlet. I mean, God, I, I gotta know. I'm on, I'm on their website right now trying to get some information. It's the amount of time know. I've spent on the Pepperidge Farm website is embarrassing. I also really love, um, remember um, you said in Baltimore it smells like bread, like the Schmidt yeah. bread? Schmidt bread from Baltimore is just so delicious. I am obsessed with their potato rolls and like hot dog buns and potato bread. And I've spent some time on the Schmidt website to see what type of shapes their potato bread comes in. I have a, I have a little fun question for you. Without looking... Do you know what the goldfish's name is? 
oh fuck i i do <laughs> but i don't like if when you say it i'm gonna yeah, be like, you'll be like yeah is it finn yes good oh, job <laughs> yes yep mm-hmm. i fucking love those things so it's that <sighs> wait a minute Sorry. Okay, this is I need to get, I need to get off of this because now I'm looking into like the Pepperidge Farm factories and apparently there's one in Burlington which is very close to where I live. Yeah. Do they do, I wonder if they do factory tours. That could be your next birthday party. Seriously. Hopefully things return to normal by June 26 because I'm there. Yes. Wow. Well, we'll look further into this offline and we'll we'll keep keep y'all updated. Did you have any other luxury items before I, I derailed us? Well, I was going to say um, something that I feel like after work, I always am just like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I feel the same. It's I feel weird because I'm it, it, it feels like I get like anxiety, like trying to make a decision of how to spend my evening. So I feel most fulfilled to face the the next day ahead. I don't feel so as much on like a Friday night. The pressure's off kind of. Unless I have something to do on the weekend, like Saturday, the next day. But like weeknights, I'm like, what can I do to like reward myself for making it through the day and just make myself like feel ready to face tomorrow, which is like kind of sad, actually. But and but what this week, I've actually just been like sitting on the couch and like hanging out downstairs instead of like isolating myself in my room and like watching whatever on Netflix again. So I haven't really watched anything. But I've been watching just shows with my mom. I mean, sometimes she watches ABC World News tonight. And we usually just yell at each other the whole time about our differing opinions for that half hour. Yeah, so that's a little stressful. But like just watching Wheel of Fortune, watching like Jeopardy. But there's a couple new like game shows that my anytime there's a new game show on like one of the big networks, my mom's DVRing it. Like she's like, oh, Jim, like, look at that. She, <laughs> no matter what it is, even if it's like the stupidest show in the world, like she's seen it. She might not always continue watching it, but she always records them. So there's two new ones, and I don't know what network they're on, but one is, oh, I would think maybe ABC, actually. One's called The Chaser, and, okay, you know the three main Jeopardy people with the longest runs? Like, there's Ken Jennings, and then there's James Holtzauer, and then there's, like, one more guy. They just came back on, like, a tournament of champions on, on Jeopardy recently. Sure. Well, you, you know Ken Jennings, right? It sounds very familiar. He was on Jeopardy for, like, day after day after day after day, like, for months. Like, he wow. never lost. Yeah. And then the, recently, this guy, James Holtzauer, had a really long run, too. But anyway, so the premise of the show is there's three contestants, and they are competing against one of those three Jeopardy champions to win the money. So, like, the goal... Basically, since the Jeopardy champion, like, such as Ken Jennings, is, like, super, super good at trivia and is a wealth of information, they start a few steps behind. That's why they're the chaser. Oh, I see. So the contestants, they do get a little bit of a leg up, but still, even with that, it is a challenge. So it's just like a trivia show competing against the Jeopardy champions. Do you know what I miss is trivia. I know. We went to that together for a while. And yeah, I I really miss it. I never got into like a good routine in Philly. Like I would go a couple times with a couple different people. But when there was like a magical time, I I would say, what year was it? 2000? 
2014, 2015, where a bunch of us lived in the same area and we would go and play trivia every Tuesday night. And it was so fun. Yeah, this like brew pub triumph. And they <sighs> they closed. They were doing takeout in the beginning of the pandemic. And then they closed for that. But the thing is, all the restaurants in Pennsylvania, like it, the first weekend of June, were allowed to reopen for outdoor dining. And they have like some outdoor space. And they never opened and like, but there's been no announcement like, oh, like trying mm. to closing its doors. Like we just don't know we're in limbo. And it's like, they just had like really great trivia on Thursday nights. They have the most amazing nachos. Um, I will be so sad if that triumph closes. That's like my go-to new hope spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So many good memories there. Good times and great people that work there. I love Triumph. Um, I I actually still have, I'm pretty sure um, my friend Andrea actually still has a Triumph gift card that we won like earlier in 2020 or maybe like late 2019. Because if when you win trivia, you get gift cards for Triumph. I think we have like a $50 gift card like just sitting there. I wonder if the one in Princeton is still. I don't, I think they're all closed. Right now. Whew. I, I yeah. Well, God, I hope hope you can use that at some point. Yeah. You were always like such a fun person to play trivia with because you would have these moments where it would be like the most specific question. You'd be like, "I am certain this is the answer." I know. Like sometimes I remember really dumb shit. One yeah. time, someone was like, "We were playing trivia, and it was like, oh, like." A dachshund is like a dog, blah, blah, blah. What does its name mean? And I was like, guys, I don't know why I think this, but I think it means badger hound. And like, what? Yes. And no one listened to me, I'm pretty sure. And we lost. And it was badger hound. Like, I don't know. Why do I know that? Why do you know that? I, I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah. but And you have to have a well-rounded team. Like, Courtney's really good with, like, history stuff usually like she she's our history buff or like the anything about the greek gods courtney's your girl wow um, i kind of just have like and like but you it's it's good to have like a someone that knows sports on your team and that no, unfortunately yeah i i'm pretty good for like tv and movie kind of stuff and pop culture but yeah, yeah. I, I also i do i do know like a couple random things and i will say uh not to get on not to get on my my feminist tie horse but I've I've suffered no I haven't suffered okay but I've had a lot of instances where I'm playing trivia and it's my word against a man's and I'm like I know this to be the answer and they're like oh pretty sure it's this and I'm like okay but I'm pretty sure it's this and then they write down their answer and then I was right I can't wait for when we stop recording you can tell me who does this to you it's nobody well I you know I don't know that it's anybody you know and then I and then I also go I go back and I'm like should I have been more assertive but that I don't know wow well you know here's hoping that this pandemic ends soon everyone wears their mask and then the world can go back to normal and then we can go to triumph ourselves and find out yes Oh man well I thought I think we made pretty good time of this episode for, yeah. for the duty that it was I'm actually pretty impressed. It always helps when the challenge is is simplified, when it's yeah. just they have to stand on a pole. It's I think with the, the when we get into the 20 minute challenges it's like 
when when there's like a water basketball situation or something yeah or just one of those complicated things with like many steps like here you take the rope and do this and then you climb this this. like no truthfully i tune out a lot of the challenges i kind of just care who wins if jeff is like giving someone shit and they're like really really sucking or doing really good and he's calling them out i will like kind of watch it but I, I just don't really pay attention because really the end result is what we're looking for. Like who's exactly. safe tonight. So Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts before we say goodbye? I don't think so. I think I think that about sums it up. I think it does too. Well, Chatterboxes, thank you for joining us as always. If you want more Idle Chatter, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Idle Chatter Pod and Idle Chatter Podcast. And please subscribe to our channel. Uh, Like, I don't know if you don't, I don't know how, maybe you're just searching every week, which is fine, but uh, it's it's not like your phone's going to get blown up with notifications. It'll just make it right there for you. So it really helps if you can leave us a rating and review. That helps so much. We got a new one the other day, Ashley. I don't know how often you, I don't know how often you check in on them. Oh, that's exciting. I I looked not too long ago and there wasn't a new one, but well let me let me read this one to you and again guys like you can just leave a little you can leave a a rating you can leave a sentence this one from reality fan 222 said as a survivor fan i love this podcast but with segments like luxury items and bonus episodes the podcast is fun for anyone who enjoys reality tv movies and pop culture the hosts are fun to listen to and have great banter can't wait to catch up on all the episodes Oh my god thank you so much we did not pay them to say that i don't even know who that is oh my god that's amazing i, I just like somewhere somewhere out there in the world someone's like they like us laura they really like us <laughs> unlike that girl in fourth grade who wrote you a note that she didn't like you 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 are liked oh thanks i mean i it's i'm trying to think, i'm like are there any podcasts that i listen to where i don't like the person but i kind of i do have some like that I do too, where I'm like, oh, I've been listening to this so many years, like, so I'm, I'm going to just keep going. But then like, it's actually really, really like disillusioning. It's like sad when you really like a podcaster or like maybe even like any kind of celebrity or like an influencer. And then they like are not who you thought they were. And then it, it sucks. I had like a really hard podcast moment with that. You talked about that a couple of weeks ago. For me, I haven't had anything that's like been, well, you know what? I, I did. Like I used to love um, Chris Hardwick's podcast, Nerdist. And then, you know, one of his ex-girlfriends wrote this essay about, you know, like emotional and physical abuse. And wow. like he was like, he, I don't know. I think like the jury is out, but like I, I believe victims and I thought it sounded it, it, I I read the essay and I read what he had to say and I I don't know I can't listen to his podcast anymore it's like not for me um and it was a shame because I really liked it I thought he was like the first podcast I ever listened to yeah. and you know I I and I think this has been my luxury item before because I do like Zach Shepard's podcast Armchair Expert I think he is so talented like I aim to be as good of a podcaster as he is yeah but I get a little bit I can't I don't know how to put this into words and I'm not trying to go on and on and on when we're just saying goodbye but I get a little frustrated with his shtick like the the way that um 
and I, you know, I do think he's doing really important stuff. Like I think I talked about it a handful of episodes ago when he did his episode about, you know, uh, he was sober for so long and then he, he had a, a relapse and was starting over and, you know, somebody was describing his podcast as like his job is to be vulnerable. And I think he does do that. And he's very good at like, you know, I think he has done so much to like break down toxic masculinity and like be vulnerable and share his struggle. But the thing for me is I'm like, it's got to be pretty easy to be vulnerable and share your struggle when you're like, super rich, and you have like, the means to have an incredible support system of like, you could have a therapy session every day if you wanted. So it's just, I don't know. It's like, I like it. But then I think my problem is I need to, to take things for what they are and just like fucking leave it. Oh, and the other thing that really irked me was like, again, when we got into like rent free inside my mind, why do I remember Bobby Brady's fake car accident is like a year or two ago, him and his co-host Monica interviewed Casey Affleck who has like a ton of allegations against him for like sexual misconduct and it really oh the whole episode rubbed me the wrong way yeah. uh it was really really gross it was just they they like the Instagram caption was like today we interviewed this lovely human and it was just like what how what yeah and they had a whole conversation about it at one point the co-host Monica was like well, you know, women lie all the time. And it was like, what the fuck? Holy shit. So, yeah. And it was like, God, I don't want to let this one conversation ruin something that I otherwise like when I, you know, I think they were trying to handle it the best they could, but it just, some t- like the other day I thought about it and I was just like, Ew. like, I, I don't listen to it as much as I used to. And I think that's like partly why anyway. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. Well, we are hoping we are never the those people for you, listeners. Yeah, we want to be a safe space. Well, you know, and sometimes we do we do talk shit, but we hope that we're talking shit about the right things, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I uh, if like we're, so. Right, if, if all of the Joe Anglum fans are leaving, that's fine with us. Yeah, bye. All right. Well, on that note, yeah, please leave a rating and review if you like us. If you don't, feel free to skip. Yeah, but Um, please, please do. Please do. We'll be back next week. And we are in, we're in the final stretch of this season. I think there's what, four, four more episodes left? Yeah. I, yeah, something like that. Very exciting. Very exciting. Well, we will see you next Monday. Everyone have a great week. Yeah, have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. It's not just the season, you know it goes for everything. Clouds can turn to rain and then it just might snow. You gotta take a lesson from Mother Nature and if you do, you'll know. When it's time to change, then it's time to change. Clowns never laughed before, and beanstalks never grew. Ponies never ran before, till I met you.